Welcome, everybody. We are back this week. It is championship week. We are wagers, ragers. I wish that I was sitting here, you know, glowing in a great jet victory in the divisional round. But unfortunately, my team, as they have for the last 10 plus years, have not made the playoffs. I cannot say the same thing for my partner in crime, the Hedgehog. John the Hedgehog Donath, whose team, the Philadelphia Eagles, rolled to a victory against the New York Giants. Again, we are Wagers Ragers, your co-hosts again with you, as always, every week, myself, Joshua J.T. Buckner, John the Hedgehog Donath. I am a Jet fan, as you just heard. John is a Philadelphia Eagle fan, just reveling in a phenomenal blowout victory against the New York Giants last week, heading into championship week. At home, against the San Francisco 49ers, there are four teams left. You know, as they say, you know, the cream rises to the top. These are the four best teams right now. Philadelphia, who went 14-3 and regular season. The 49ers, who dominated the... NFC West and just have rolled off 12 straight wins. The Bengals, who went to the Super Bowl last year, have run off three straight wins against the Kansas City Chiefs. And of course, the Chiefs, again, the number one seed in the AFC, who are trying to avenge last year's loss at home against the Bengals, but coming in as the number one seed and again at home. So we are here. It's championship week. We are coming to you from the great state of New Jersey. And just a little backtrack from last week. I think both John and I did very, very well in our game picks. Maybe not so much in the props, but we don't really have to go in that direction. Because I said, take the Jaguars on the points, covered. Take the Bengals in the points, outright won. Take the Niners, Laying the four points against the Cowboys, covered that. My only loss was the Giants. I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought the Eagles would probably win the game. The Giants just got shellacked. So three and one, 75% on your picks. Hey, I think anyone out there who is a uh, gambles on the NFL would probably take that percentage any day of the week. John, thoughts about last week real quick? And I want you to tell us how the Eagles are going to do this week against the 49ers at home. Wow, man. We are already here championship Sunday. And it's still, as an Eagles fan, first of all, just taking a a step back and a season-long look here, it's been surreal all year long. You know, the Eagles made the playoffs last year but got blown out uh, by Tampa Bay. And coming into this year – Eagles fans were still wondering if Jalen Hurts was really going to be the guy or not. You know, after one full year as a starter, you just couldn't tell. But this year, he just took a such a monster step forward. Uh, his accuracy has gone up. He's one of the best deep throwers in the NFL. And he was an MVP candidate for the whole year uh, until he hurt his, his SC joint uh, and missed a few games near the end, end of the year. Uh, so it's just crazy that the Eagles are in the championship game uh, tomorrow at three o'clock. <clears throat> Wrapping up last week, uh, had a pretty good day, especially on Saturday. 
Uh, just like you said, um, I took the, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, plus the nine points. They ended up covering that uh, against the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs came out with the victory. Uh, followed you on a, a couple of really great props there, including I think it was uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence over on the combo yards, I think, that hit. Uh, that was a, a nice hit there. Uh, the Eagles game against the Giants at night, of course, uh, I said I expected the Eagles to, to run away with it. They were favored by seven and a half. Uh, I said to give the points. That was correct. I've been riding Dallas Goddard all year. I hit on Dallas Goddard over on receptions and over on yards. Uh, also, the giant killer Boston Scott had to take a Boston Scott anytime touchdown. I think it was plus 370 by the time game time went off. He scored. Um, not as well <laughs> in, in, in day two. I thought the Bills would win at home. Uh, over over the Bengals, although I did say to take the Bengals plus the five and a half, so that did win. But uh, I don't know what happened to Josh Allen uh, in the snow last week. I said to take him over on rushing. Uh, that didn't hit. Uh, I did hit on Joe Burrow over on rushing. Uh, and then in the second game, Dallas at San Francisco, relevant for today. Uh, I thought the, the, the Cowboys plus four was a good bet. It was a relatively close game, if not for a couple of interceptions from Dak Prescott. Maybe they covered that four, but San Francisco, San Francisco came away with the win, 19-12. to 12, And that leaves us with the final four, as you say. Uh, the Eagles are at home, the number one seed in the NFC, hosting the San Francisco 49ers. And in the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs yet again hosting the AFC Championship game against those Cincinnati Bengals. And yes, these are the four best teams in the league. So let's get to it. Eagles at home, favored by two and a half right now at minus 120 on DraftKings. You know, that's a, a virtual uh, pick em game. You know, typically the old adage is the home team gets three points uh, in the uh, when you're talking about point spreads. Eagles are under that at minus two and a half. Uh, for the money line, you can get uh, San Francisco is plus 130 on the money line, Eagles minus 150. So that's an interesting turn right there. Uh, these are far and away the two best teams in the NFC, uh, the two best defenses uh, in the league. The Niners came in with the number one uh, overall defense as far as yardage goes, number one scoring defense. The Eagles had the third highest sack total in history, the first ever a team that had five different players with 10 or more sacks. Uh, just an incredible year um, uh, for the Eagles defense. And we've got strength versus strength in this game. Uh, Nick Bosa leads that San vaunted San Francisco defense uh, on the defensive line. Uh, their linebackers are just incredible uh, with Fred Warner, Javon Kinlaw, and others. Um, on the other side of the ball, San Francisco has a ton of talent as well. Obviously, playmakers at the wide receiver position, uh, very deep with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who's had an incredible year, uh, his first ever year with a thousand yards receiving, uh, and of course George Kittle. You know, one of the best uh, tight ends in the game. He was able to, to stay relatively healthy, um, and then you've got the rookie sensation Brock Putty. <laughs> Brock Putty. Brock Purdy. <laughs> I hope he is Brock Putty today. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant uh, has not lost yet as the San Francisco quarterback. He's now won eight straight games. Um, the Eagles, as I said, Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate, uh, fully stocked with maybe the best offensive line in football, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith at the wide receiver position. 
Um, and this is just an incredible matchup. Um, a lot of people are predicting a knockdown drag out game between the Eagles and the Niners right now. The total is 40 is over under 46, um, which is not a high total, but it's a little bit higher than I thought it would be even for, for uh, this matchup here. So wh- what do I see as the keys to the game here? So uh, unfortunately, you know, I, you know, the 49ers, the second best rushing defense in the league, uh, passing defense, not quite as good, uh, only 20th overall. And conventional wisdom has it that you attack the Niners outside in. Um, you know, I, 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 I have concern about Jalen Hurts being able to take off and, and do a ton today with his tomorrow with his legs because of the speed that the Niners have. The, their linebacker, their linebacking core has such speed that they can catch up uh, to, to to runners. So I expect the Eagles to try counters, draws, things like that. Um, but because of the strength of their linebacking core, I'm not so sure that the Eagles will be able to attack the middle of the field. Uh, and I think this is uh, a game where the Eagles are trying going to try to have to going to have to try to beat the Niners uh, with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. So. I think the biggest key, though, to the game, uh, because you have so many strengths on both sides of the sides of the ball, is Brock Purdy. I think it's the rookie quarterback. One of the reasons why I thought San- the Dallas might be able to cover the four points uh, last week as the, as an underdog was because at some point I'm expecting the bloom to come all the way off the rose with Brock Purdy, and with the Eagles able to get um, uh, pressure at an at an incredible rate this year. And they just keep coming at you in waves with Brandon Graham and Josh, Josh Sweat and Milton Williams, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave and Hassan Reddick, one of the best free agent signings that I've ever seen. I mean, I think Hassan Reddick was just this side of defensive player of the year, every bit as good as Nick Bosa and Mike, Michael Parsons this year. So I think the key is if the Eagles pass rush can get to Brock Purdy and cause him to make mistakes that's where the Eagles can win this game. Okay. And I think in Philly, the crowd feeding off defense could be the difference here. So that's why I am going to take the Eagles at home. I'll give the two and a half and what I expect to be a very, very close game. So give me the Eagles uh, minus two and a half against the Niners here. Let's get into some props. So going along with what I think the Eagles offensive philosophy will be, Attacking from the outside in, I look at the Eagles' outside wide receivers. First of all, I like A.J. Brown to go over 70, 70 and a half. Brown's had a touchdown or sixty at least 60 yards receiving in eight straight games, leads the, the, the team in touchdowns. The Niners, like I said before, are 20th against the pass, and that's not – that's not even the whole story is because of that incredible linebacking core, the Niners are actually pretty good against short passes. They're the number one defense in the league against short passes, but only 24th uh, against deep passes. So I think that's where the Eagles are going to attack. The Niners defense is to go deep. So I like AJ Brown over 70 and a half receiving yards, but I also like his over, on the longest reception and that was 24 and a half earlier in the week as of this morning that's up to 26 and a half not as good at minus 115 but i'll still take it um also here's a bit of a surprise pick 
Quez Watkins, the Eagles and Niners played last year in week two. And although, you know, that was a, a long time, a long time ago, uh, Quez Watkins had like a 90 yard catch uh, in that game. I could see with uh, focus from the Niners defense being on AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, that Quez Watkins, the Eagles third receiver, might be able to come through in the slot with a couple of catches here. So a sneaky pick. I like the over on his longest catch, which on DraftKings this morning is only 11 and a half receiving yards. You know, one catch and he could nail this prop. That's only minus 110 on DraftKings as of this morning. Bit of a contrarian pick I like here, Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell's over on rushing 11 and a half yards at minus 120 on DraftKings. He had a big week last week, a coming out party, as it were, against the Giants at home. 12 carries for 122 yards in week 18, the last game the Eagles played before last week. Also against the Giants, he went five for 35. Um, and on the year, even though we don't think about Kenny Gainwell much when we're talking about the Eagles offense, Whenever he's had three or more carries, and that happened 11 times this year, he hit this over in nine of those games. Uh, and while I don't expect that the Eagles will be able to have a huge day running the ball, I think Kenny Gainwell showed a little spark last week. Uh, and especially since there's a, not a lot of tape on him, I could see him getting a little bit more run today. And just as another contrarian pick there with a low prop, I'll take Kenny Gainwell. Two more real quick, uh, George Kittle. Uh, unfortunately, I'm getting off Dallas Goddard this week for the reasons that I said before. Also, plus the Niners are the number one defense against tight ends, giving up under 40 yards a game. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the Eagles uh, linebackers are probably, if they have a weakness on defense, that's probably where it is. TJ Edwards has played really well. Kaiser White has played well as of late, but compared to their secondary where you've got Darius Slay and James Bradbury and the deep defensive line that I went through before, I think their uh, uh, the Eagles linebackers is what you would call a weakness. Uh, George Kittle, last week he had five catches for 95 yards and has had a reception of at least 21 yards in four of his last six games. So I like George Kittle to go over 47 and a half receiving yards. I like... George Kittle, longest reception over 20 and a half uh, yards. Oh, also on the George Kittle thing, Eagles give up over 40 yards a game to tight ends. So another reason to like Kittle there. Last prop I got, Brock Purdy. So dovetailing with my whole idea that the key to the game is the Eagles pass rush against Purdy. I think the bloom finally comes off the, the rose with Purdy tomorrow in a big spot. The pass rush gets to Purdy. He puts a ball up and throws a pick for the first time in the playoffs. He has not thrown a, a, a pick yet this far, uh, wow. thus far in the playoffs. And to throw one interception, it's minus 140, which is not great, but I'll take it. Maybe a little bit of, of uh, wishful thinking here on, on my part. So overall, that's kind of how I see the game going. Uh, I think the key is the Eagles defense. Again, they've got the number one passing defense in the league. And I think the Niners and Brock Purdy are going to be coming into a situation that's different than they've had uh, in a number of respects uh, than the whole season. You know, Brock Purdy's had this amazing run. He hasn't lost yet since he took over as the starter for Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo when he went down with injury. Um, and he's played really well at times, not just managing the game. But take a look at this. He's only played two road games. 
games, okay? And one of those was against the Las Vegas Raiders, which was essentially a home game. There was more San Francisco fans there than there were Raiders fans. So he hasn't really had to prove himself on the road yet. Uh, In Philly, uh, I think it's going to be a tough place for him to play. It's also going to be the earliest game he's played. With a 3 o'clock start, it's basically a noon start for the San Francisco players. I think that makes it tougher. And this level of passing defense is not something San Francisco has faced. Again, the Eagles had the number one pass defense in the league. And to put it in context, uh, last week against Dallas, Dallas has a really good pass defense too. But the gap between the Eagles' pass defense at number one and number two is greater than the gap between the Dallas' pass defense and the number 17 pass defense in the league. So that's the way I see it. I see a tough game. I see the Eagles' defense coming through and making a big play at a big time. So I'll take the Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, I'll take A.J. Brown over on receiving yards, 70 and a half. I'll take A.J. Brown over on longest reception, 26 and a half at minus 115. A couple of contrarian picks. I'll take Quez Watkins over on 11 and a half yards longest reception. I'll take Kenny Gainwell over 11 and a half yards rushing. I'll take George Kittle again over on 47 and a half receiving yards, over on 20 and a half as his longest reception. Uh, and then I'll take Brock Purdy to throw an interception for the first time in the playoffs. You know, we'll see what happens, JT. I'm super excited about this game. I acknowledge it could go either way. So fingers crossed that tomorrow I'm celebrating the Eagles locking in their trip to Arizona. I mean, you have to be excited, right? I mean, your Philadelphia Eagles are in the in the NFC Championship game. I mean, how can you not be excited about this game? I, I am completely on the same train as you as far as the Eagles covering the two and a half points at home against the Niners. But I do think it's going to be a close game. I mean, you have the number one defense overall in the Niners. But these are the things that I'm looking at in this game. And I am completely in lockstep with you. As you said, the bloom falls off the rose with Brock Purdy. I just, it's been too long. It's been a stretch of, of literally eight straight games as a starter that he has won every game. And the Niners are on a 12 game winning streak, but all good things come to an end. And I think on Sunday, this is where Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant finally shows his true colors and does not have that quote unquote, great game. I don't think he had a great game last week against Dallas, quite frankly, I don't, he didn't throw a touchdown pass, I don't believe. Um, I don't think he threw any interceptions either. But, uh, you know, it's you're going into Philadelphia. You're going into a place that is going to be absolutely bonkers. The guys only played two road games. Yes, one was in Seattle. But I don't think the Seattle home crowd is the same 12th man that it has been in the past when they were winning every single home game. In Seattle, they're going into Philadelphia, and this place is going to be absolutely just bananas. And so that's where I think the Eagles have a significant edge. Now, as I said before, the Niners have won 12 straight games. This is their third championship game appearance in the last four years. And the Eagles haven't been to the NFC championship game in a few years, but the last time they were, they won, then they won the Super Bowl. I believe, John, and correct me if I'm wrong, 2018. Now, 
the Eagles made some very bold offseason um, transactions, trades, or, or free agent signings. A.J. Brown has just been phenomenal for Philadelphia. And as you mentioned before, Hassan Reddick, I mean, the guy could be – he's up there with Defensive Player of the Year. They just fleeced the Giants and took James Bradbury as, uh, and added, that, added him to their secondary along with uh, C.J. – Gardner Johnson in the secondary for the Eagles, who has been phenomenal as well. So you put all of that together. I mean, the defensive line, the linebackers, the secondary for the Eagles. I just can't see a rookie quarterback drafted in the last pick of the draft having a phenomenal game against this Philadelphia defense. And Jalen Hurts, he's obviously had a breakout season. He's 14-1 and as a starter this season. He was out for a couple of games. They put in the mustache. Gardner Minshew, who, yeah, he played okay, but they lost those games. Uh, and they're going up against, when I say they, I'm talking about San Francisco. They're going up against a mobile quarterback who they really haven't gone up against a majority of the season. And Jalen Hurts, as we all know, is extremely mobile. And although his shoulder is probably still a little bit banged up, a shoulder isn't your thigh, a shoulder isn't your calf. The shoulder isn't your knee. The guy can still run, and he ran for 760 yards and 13 rushing touchdowns this season. So, do I see there? Do I see Philadelphia running Jalen Hurts a lot this game? I do. He, look, it's it's uh, you know you hang it out, hang all of it out there. I don't care if your shoulder is hurt. He's going to run, and the Eagles are going to have designed running plays for him. So, I see Jalen Hurts running a lot in this game. Interesting stat here uh and i think this could be part of how this game turns itself out purdy in eight games as a starter has put up a league best 34 points in the last two minutes of the first half of those eight games but on the other side of the ball in the last eight games that the eagles have played they have only allowed three points in the last two minutes of the first half so Let's see what happens at the end of the first half in this game, and that could be the determining factor as to who wins this game. But I just think everything points in the direction of Philadelphia winning this game. I like the line at two and a half. I think it's going to be a three to seven point game, a you know a three to six point game with the Eagles coming out on top. So give me the Eagles. I'm going to lay the two and a half in this game. Props. I, I'm going a straight Philadelphia uh, prop list here. Jalen Hurts combo, combo passing and rushing is 300 and a half. 300 and a half rushing and passing yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. I think Jalen Hurts is going to throw the ball a bunch, but he's also going to run a lot. And that's why I also like the Jalen Hurts rushing prop at 46 and a half rushing yards. So give me the over on his combo. Give me the over on his rushing prop of 46 and a half rushing yards. Juice a little bit high. Uh, minus 125 on DraftKings, but still, I like a lot of design running plays for Jalen Hurts in this game. So give me his rushing prop and his pa- his passing rushing combo of over 300 and a half. And then I know you don't like Dallas Goddard in this game, but listen, I bet this guy a lot this season. You've always wanted to take him. I followed you on it. You're not taking him this week. I don't know. Maybe you might jump on it, but I'm going to take him. I'm riding Dallas Goddard over 46 and a half receiving yards. Very interesting that his 
His receiving prop is the same as Jalen Hurts' rushing prop of 46 and a half. So I'm taking Dallas Goddard. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not give you a field goal, a field goal prop. I like Jake Elliott over one and a half field goals, minus 110 on DraftKings. Give me Jake Elliott over one and a half field goals. Again, San Francisco is the number one defense. They will at times stop the Philadelphia offense from scoring touchdowns. But hopefully it's in that field goal range for Jake Elliott and give me at least two field goals by Jake Elliott. So those are my four props. Hurts combo, Hurts rushing, Goddard over receiving, and Jake Elliott over field goals with the Eagles covering the two and a half point spread. John, any last thoughts before I take a deep dive into Bengals Chiefs? Yeah, I think it's, again, I think it's going to be a tough game, but I think we're sort of in line with what we think the keys to the game will be. Uh, again, I think the Eagles' uh, strategy has to be to attack San Francisco on the outside uh, early and often, going deep. Um, the Niners, 26th in EPA on ball, on balls thrown more than 26 yards down the field. Uh, so that's why, you know, again, I love the A.J. Brown props. Um <clears throat> Uh, Eagles passing defense, again, only giving up 180 yards uh, a game. So I think that is a huge key to the game. Uh, one more prop that I, I definitely like a lot, just checking it out now. Uh, I was looking for a sack prop, and I like Josh Sweat. Over 0.75 sacks. Obviously, that's accounting for the idea that they can divide sacks up 50-50 uh, sometimes between players. Plus 125. So I like Josh Sweat to get a sack on Brock Pur Brock Purdy at plus 125. I like that one a lot. Last one, I don't wasn't even really looking at this one. Well, I mean, there's two more that I wanted to at least mention. Uh, I hit on Jalen Hurts uh, over on rushing attempts last week, over eight and a half. This week, it's actually up to ten and a half. I'm not taking it because I'm not I'm not sure that he's going to go over uh, eleven or more carries. As a matter of fact, he only would have hit. Uh, this over once in his last five games. So I'm not looking at that, but in doing some of my research this morning, man, um, on a, a couple of, uh, you know, betting analysis, YouTube shows, someone mentioned that the Brock Purdy over on rushing is actually the hottest bet in Vegas right now, as far as bet rate goes, number of new bets uh, in the last couple of days. Um, and I guess I could see that uh, because, you know, you could uh, envision situations where the Eagles pass rush flushes Purdy out and he takes off. Uh, he had three attempts last week for eight yards, four for 16 um, the week before, the, you know, far and away the biggest rushing totals that he's had. Um, so I would think about taking taking that um, just because it seems like he's taken off a little bit in, in, in the playoffs. Not that he's a great runner. He's not. But the Eagles pass rush could force that issue. But uh, and that's another one I'd like to add. Josh Sweat over on sacks at plus 125. And then I'm taking a look at this a Purdy over on eight and a half. But that's probably just because I, I can't resist looking at quarterback rushing. Yeah, you love quarterback rushing props for sure. I mean, I think every week you have a quarterback rushing prop. Uh, and uh, listen, this week I have a quarterback rushing prop. And it's one that I've taken a bunch of times. And so have you. And that's Jalen Hurts. And we'll see what happens. So, all right. Next game. It's the 6.30 game on Sunday. It is a rematch, 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 rematch. Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. This line has been nuts all week long. It started off with the Chiefs as a favorite. And when they, you know, after Mahomes went out with 
the the high ankle sprain came back in didn't look as you know he he looked you know almost immobile like a joe flacco immobile but still pulled out a victory last week against jacksonville line swung towards the bengals then now it's swung back in favor of the chiefs and right now it, it sits at minus one and a half with the chiefs laying a point and a half over unders 48 as i said before this is like the rematch 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 bengals have won three straight times against kansas city including last year in the afc championship game where kansas city blew a 21 to 3 lead and ultimately the uh cincinnati bengals won in overtime on the foot of evan mcpherson um all three of these games between the chiefs and the bengals have been decided by three points these teams are just evenly matched um Mahomes he says he's going to play there was video of him at practice he looked as normal as can be apparently both ankles were taped the same way that they're normally taped so it wasn't as if he was favoring one leg over the other and he's going to play despite this high ankle sprain the Bengals have been talking trash all week and they have been referring to Arrowhead Stadium as Burrowhead Stadium which is bulletin board material for the Kansas City Chiefs, but in reality, what does that really mean? Because these teams have to go out on the field and they have to play. Now, let's look at what I think are the keys to the game. And I'm going to actually just, I'm going to have some open-ended questions. And that's really where this game is going to come down to. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, Rutgers University graduate, um, rookie running back. He has just been phenomenal for Kansas City. Again, last week, he had 95 yards rushing and only on 12 carries. One of the keys that I see, though, are the Bengals wide receiving core going up against an extremely young Kansas City secondary, where oftentimes there are three rookies starting in the secondary for Kansas City, going up against the likes of Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and and T. Higgins. That's I think, is going to be a key matchup in this game. So the questions that I have that have to be answered in this game is, will Mahomes be able to be as mobile as he has been in the past, given the fact that he has a high ankle sprain? I don't know. I guess time will tell, and we'll have to see how this game progresses. Will the Cincinnati offensive line, which they have lost three offensive linemen, in the last three to four weeks, although they held up against Buffalo last week, are they going to be able to hold up against this Kansas City defensive line and their linebackers? Again, we're going to have to see what happens in this game. Will Joe Mixon be able to keep up his uh, resurgence as a running back and on the ground like he did last week against Buffalo where he racked up 105 rushing yards? We'll see. He did it in the snow last week in Buffalo. Is he going to be able to keep it going against Kansas City? To me, I think in this game, it's going to be close. As I said, the line has swung back and forth between Kansas City and Cincinnati and back to Kansas City. I just can't see the Chiefs losing at home again to Cincinnati and laying a point and a half. I mean, if even if it was two and a half, I would lay the two and a half points with Kansas City this week and take the Chiefs at home against Cincinnati, I can't see them losing for a fourth straight time to the Bengals. I just can't see it happening. So give me the Chiefs 
laying the point and a half. I am taking both favorites, both home favorites, both number one seeds this week. Lines are below three points. So, you know, when you when you talk about home home teams usually getting three points, in essence, both the Eagles and the Chiefs are being considered underdogs because the line is below three points. So give me both favorites. And in this game, give me the Chiefs laying a point and a half. So my props in this in this game. I'm going back and forth. Unlike on the 49ers Eagles game, I got a mix of both teams. I think Joe Mixon keeps it going on the ground. I don't think it's going to be enough for the Bengals to win this game, but give me Joe Mixon's rushing prop over 58 and a half rushing yards. Right now it's minus 120 on DraftKings. And Hayden Hurst has just had simply a like a breakout end of the season playoff run for Cincinnati. And while teams like to focus on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, jail uh Hayden Hurst's receiving total right now is 33 and a half. So give me Hayden Hurst over 33 and a half receiving yards. Again, minus 120 on DraftKings. Listen, I would be a complete and utter fraud if I did not take a Kelsey prop. So give me Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end in the entire NFL, has been for the last couple of years. His receiving total right now is 78 and a half. Kelsey, 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 we say it week after week after week. It's almost like taking candy from a baby. Give me Travis Kelsey, over 78 and a half receiving yards, minus 125 on DraftKings. And, of course, I am going to leave you on this game with two last props, and they are both field goal kickers. Give me Evan McPherson, hit it last week, over one and a half field goals, minus 105 on DraftKings. Harrison Butker, over one and a half field goals, minus 105 on DraftKings. The over-under in this game is 48. I still see both teams playing tough defense, stopping the offenses either in the red zone or right outside it, and the field goal kickers kicking at least two field goals apiece. So give me both kickers in this this game uh, as my two last props. John, where are your thoughts on Bengals-Chiefs as we head into the 6.30 game on Sunday to determine who will be facing your Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl? (laughs) Yeah, man. Listen, from your lips, right? Uh, I, I'm very interested to, to to hear that you're taking the Chiefs in this game because I think I'm going the uh, the same way, uh, which is funny because when I first looked at it, I mean, like, don't you sort of feel like it's almost like conventional wisdom is that the Bengals should be the bet? You know, they've had the, the Chiefs number a little bit. They beat them three straight times. They beat them at Arrowhead uh, last year to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and then, you know, Cincinnati goes into Buffalo and beats, you know, for, you know, for much of the year, Buffalo was probably thought of as maybe the best team in the league, at least for the first half of the year. Bengals take care of them. Uh, and this and then now you've got Patrick Mahomes with a gimpy leg, a possible high ankle sprain, which typically puts a player out for weeks, uh, cutting down on his uh, mobility. Shouldn't the Bengals be the bet here? But I don't know. I just have a feeling that that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to avenge the loss from uh, last year. Uh, I think, you know, how quickly we forget, you know, last week, one of the reasons why I was on Buffalo was because the Cincinnati Bengals were going to be missing three offensive linemen that, you know, that hasn't really changed. Um, So, you know, 
Chris Jones might be the best defensive player for either team for Kansas City. So maybe he could disrupt things a little bit. But I just feel like this is going to be a Patrick Mahomes moment at home coming out Willis Reed style winning the game. Uh, it's funny, you know, we talked about quarterback rushing before, and it's I can't even find a, a Patrick Mahomes uh, a rushing prop right now on on DraftKings, yeah, or on or on Fanduel because of the injury. It looks like you know you're just not able to get it. But I think one of the things that Kansas City might try to do at home is maybe shorten the game, and that would mean a lot more Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I like him better than Jarek McKinnon, uh, just because McKinnon really hasn't been running the ball at all. And in the last, since week 10, when Pacheco really started to catch fire, he's out-touched McKinnon 138 to 51. Uh, Pacheco's rushing prop is only 47 and a half yards. Now it's minus 135. Uh, if you want to want some better juice, you can get minus 114 over on Fanduel, but it's 48 and a half uh, rushing yards. And He's hit the over on this in in nine out of his last 10. Pacheco's hit this over in nine out of his last 10. So I love Pacheco to go over 47 and a half rushing yards this week. Also on the KC side of the ball, I thought the same thing as you do. You can't look at a Chiefs game without looking at Travis Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. But I, I think this is going to be a tougher, more de defensive game than a lot of people think. I don't know that I feel comfortable with betting on Kelsey going over 80 yards, but I do think uh, betting on Kelsey makes sense because he's the greatest tight end of all time, potentially. And again, with Mahomes hobbled a little bit, could he be looking for Travis Kelsey in early outlets, dump offs over the middle, things like that. So I like Travis Kelsey to go over on his catches, which is seven and a half at plus 120. Seven and a half catches plus 120 on DraftKings. I'll take that for Kelsey as well. Um, I love your Mixon prop. Uh, Mixon had a big game last week. He's had double-digit carries in six straight games. Uh, so I love him to go over on his rushing too. But one thing I noticed is that Kansas City is the worst team in the league against pass-catching running backs. 26 in a DVOA against pass-catching running backs. So I sort of like to cover my bases here uh samaji pirine 16 and a half receiving yards i like that uh minus 110 on DraftKings. joe mixon his receiving yard prop not bad 22 and a half so i'll take both of those mixon himself has been over that uh 22 and a half uh yard mark eight out of his last 10 uh so give me joe mixon over on receiving so i'm with you i'll take kansas city uh the last time i looked it was actually at Kansas City giving one and a half, although it's been wacky over the last few days. But I'll give that one and a half. I would give two and a half just like you would. Give me Kansas City at home to avenge last year's loss. On the props, I'll take Isaiah Pacheco over 47 and a half rushing yards. Travis Kelsey over seven and a half uh, catches. And then give me the receiving yards for both P. Ryan and Nixon. Yeah, so we seem to both be on lockstep about the two favorites coming out on top, the both number one seeds. So Look, I'm looking at a Philadelphia-Kansas City Super Bowl. Should be interesting. Uh, that would give Patrick Mahomes two weeks to recover some more from that high ankle sprain. And uh, looking at a Mahomes-Hurts Super Bowl. Let's see what happens. I like the Willis, the Willis-Reed um, analogy. And yeah, as a Nick fan, it's the last time they won a championship. That's when I was born. I was three months old. And now I'll be 50. 
Man, it would just be wild if the Eagles somehow made it back to the Super Bowl this year. And the thing is, you don't know how many chances you get at this. You know what I mean? You can come up and you you might never get another chance at this. You know, teams change so quickly. You're right. Howie Roseman it had one of those years where he just made all the right moves, was able to swing the A.J. Brown trade, signed Hassan Reddick, was able to, to acquire C.J. G.J., was able to get James Bradbury, who got cut by the Giants. Uh, and the Eagles have a lot of free agents <laughs> this year. So even though they've got some young talent and an extra first round pick this year, they might it's you never know if you're going to get this close again. They've got to take advantage of it. Uh, but San Francisco is going to be the toughest matchup that they've had all year. Another interesting a little twist on this whole scenario is that obviously, you know, yet again, I'm a bleeding green Eagles fan for my whole life, live and die with the team. My brother-in-law is from Kansas City, and he he and his family are big Kansas City Chiefs fans. So th- those are like the two teams of the family, basically, you know. So it's the Kansas City is almost like a secondary team in my house, you know, for family loyalties. Uh, and we might we have a chance anyway. And I'm kind of predicting an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl, which I just think would be the coolest thing of all time. Um, so listen, man, I'm I'm excited, a little nervous. Uh, can't wait to see what happens. I think if that happens, I think that you and your brother-in-law should then set up like a bare-fisted brawl fight in the, the, your backyard <laughs> and just go at it and, and see what happens. And uh, that would be pretty interesting. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I am, I am so happy for you that you have your Eagles in the AFC Championship game. They've won the Super Bowl in 2018. That they have a chance to go back and potentially win it again. Because my teams totally suck, and the Knicks haven't won in 50 years, and the Giant, the Jets haven't won since 1969, which is well before I was even born. So, listen, I am rooting for you. I want the Eagles to win this week. I want them to go to the Super Bowl and win again for you, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be a pretty insane, crazy Sunday. So, with that being said, we will head into the last and final phase of our podcast, which is our Tracks of the Week. And I am picking not a uh, a trance track, which I normally do. I'm going to pick a very uh, down tempo track, which my my older daughter actually really loves, and and it's from a duo called Sultan Shepherd, which are trance duo, but their their latest track is called Losing Ground. And why do I like this track? Well, not only do I like this track because I I just think it's a beautifully um, written and produced track. But losing ground is synonymous with the teams that I root for because they're always losing ground to the rest of the league. The Jets, the Knicks, everybody else in line. So losing ground by Sultan and Shepard is my track of the week this week. you got for us well last week i I noted that i had a you know a house track lined up from you know my favorite record label cool room records and i made a last second change uh uh to my track of the week last week and chose an an older track 
Uh, so this week, I'm going to go back to the to the well, go back to my bread and butter, a nice house track, tool room records, baby. And nope, nope, I'm changing again. I'm keeping the good chi going here. I'm switching up at the last second, going with an old quote unquote track from 1955 known as Fly Eagles Fly. The Eagles victory song is my track of the week. Go Birds, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Love it. How did I know you were going to pick that track? All right, guys. Listen, it's been great. It's been fun. It's been thrilling. We've talked about both championship games. Two weeks from now, and even before that, we will be talking to you about who is in the Super Bowl. I hope, I know, John, absolutely. Philadelphia Eagles are going to be traveling to Arizona for the Super Bowl in two weeks. So, with that being said, after we have exhausted both games, may your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. We will talk to you guys in a bit after these games are played on Sunday and before the Super Bowl. Adios. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go Birds! Go Eagles! Go Eagles.